Door of Hope. This is Tim here. I hope this message finds you well. It's good to be with you. It's hard to believe that it has been almost eight weeks since we have been able to meet together on a Sunday. It has been such a strange and disorienting time. I know a number of you have experienced it in your own way. I got sick early on. My wife got sick. We're doing fine now, but it's just such a such a strange time, such a disorienting time, a time when most of us are feeling in one way or another untethered from so many things that kind of anchored our life, both individually and for sure our life together. We're untethered from, from routines, from, from practical aspects of our life, from different aspects of work. We're untethered from even something as simple as, as exercise, and we're definitely untethered from our community in our church, which has spiritual effects on us and emotional effects. It's a strange time, and it raises the question, in the midst of times like this, where do we turn? And what I want to encourage you towards in the midst of this season, and with all its strangeness and all its disorientation, is to stay close to the Word of God. And I want to encourage you to stay close to one part of the Word of God in particular, and that is the Psalms, which are no stranger to feelings of exactly the same kind as we are feeling now in the midst of this season in our day. Uh, in the coming weeks, I'm going to take some time and go through a number of Psalms and just share briefly with you just some some thoughts that I hope will be encouraging for you and I hope will help you kind of identify and be able to make a little bit more sense of what you're feeling and where you're at in the middle of this strange season. And I want to start by just giving a very brief introduction to the Psalms because at first glance it's not exactly clear what they are and our first clue to what the Psalms are all about actually comes from the nature of the title. The word that is translated as Psalms in our language is actually a Hebrew word that I'm probably going to butcher because I don't really know a ton about Hebrew, but the word is, is Tehillim, I believe is how you say it. And, and it literally means praises. The Hebrew title for the book of Psalms was the book of praises. And that gives us an important clue as to what the book is all about. It's a book of worship. It's a book of of expressions of God's people, of praise and, and worship. And that presupposes that everything that goes on within the book of Psalms is specifically born out of, out of that heart, and it encompasses all of life. It's, it's people crying out to God across multiple generations from all kinds of different circumstances, from the highs of joy and celebration to the lows of darkness and depression, and in all of those different places, expressing praise and worship and glory to God, even in the middle of extreme difficulty. There's 150 psalms, if you didn't know that, and there's a lot of different authors. King David is credited with more psalms than any other author, but there are a whole bunch of different authors. Some of them go back as far as all the way to, to Moses in Old Testament history. It was compiled over time and arrived in roughly the form that we have it in our Bible today, about 400 years before the birth of Jesus. And you also have to take into account when you come to the Psalms that they're poetry. You can't read it exactly literally because they're Psalms and they're, they're, 
They're poems. It's full of image and metaphor and, and symbolism. And it's not meant to be taken literally, but rather figuratively and, and emotionally and artistically. As we look at these psalms and these prayers, some of the psalms uh, give actually some historical background for why the psalmist, the author of this psalm, uh, feels the way that they do. But a lot of them are kind of open-ended and leaving us to kind of wonder a little bit more of, of what was going on. And they cover a ton of ground emotionally. Everything, like I said, from, from difficulty and depression, crying out with things like, How long, O Lord? How long will you forget me forever? How long will tears be my only food? And then on the other end of the spectrum, some of them are, are expressions of, of great praise and celebration and joy. Things like Psalm 16 that says, My heart is glad, my whole being rejoices. And everywhere in between. And I want to suggest that as we come to the Psalms, because I've spent a lot of time in them uh, over the years, uh, I, I want to suggest that there are three questions that can help us make sense of each Psalm. Three questions that we ask about what's going on in the Psalm that'll help us connect more deeply to it. Because at face value, there's some things we might miss. The first question is simply, what is going on with the Psalmist? What are they experiencing? What are the author of this psalm experiencing? What emotion are they feeling? How are they responding to their circumstances? So that's the first question. What is the psalmist feeling and expressing? The second question is, how does Jesus identify with that in an ultimate way? Here's how I see the psalms, as, as many have before. And a lot of this was inspired by the work of, of Martin Luther, who wrote more about the Psalms than anything else. In Luther's collected works, he dedicates a significant chunk. I can't remember the exact percentage, but, but over like 10 volumes of his collected works are just dedicated to the Psalms. And he believed that Jesus is the ultimate end and the one who ultimately experiences everything going on in the Psalm. For example, when the psalmist is feeling abandoned, there's a profound experience going on with that person in Old Testament history. But Jesus experienced abandonment in the most profound way that any human being ever has, where he lived a sinless life and was deserted by his closest friends and then ultimately even deserted by God, his heavenly father, as he turned his back on him when Jesus bore the sin of the whole world in himself. So we ask first what the psalmist is experiencing, and then we ask how does Jesus experience the same thing in an even more deep and profound and ultimate sense? And then we ask the question, not first, but last after these three questions, how are we supposed to respond in light of that? In light of all of that, how should we pray in response? What should we cling to in the midst of how we're feeling and what we are experiencing? And what I want you to consider today in just this brief introduction to the Psalms is this. The Psalms are no stranger to plague or pandemic. Many of the Psalms are written out of places of, of deep, dark times of, of, of physical sickness and torment and difficulty and loneliness and isolation. Different things that, that some of you may be feeling even today as you listen to this. Some of the Psalms are expressions of, of being cut off from God's people and longing to gather again. We can all identify with that, can't we? 
Like Psalm 84, which says, says, my soul longs, yes, it even faints for the courts of the Lord, to be in God's presence with his people again. But in the midst of these difficulties, they maintain perfect faith and trust that God is at work. So I want to encourage you today, even as we start this, before we start to get into specific Psalms, I want to encourage you, stay close to the scripture in this time. I want to encourage you to draw near specifically to the Psalms. Consider reading a Psalm uh, in the morning when you wake up, maybe a Psalm in the evening before you go to bed, and look at all the different ground and experience and emotion that is expressed. We'll get into Psalm 1 next time, but, but for now, I want you to just leave you with this. How are you feeling in the midst of this strange season? Are you walking more closely with God, or do you feel more distant from Him than ever? I just want to encourage you, press into those feelings. Bring them to your Heavenly Father. He understands more deeply where you're at than anyone else in all creation. And Jesus has experienced the same thing. And the Holy Spirit lives within us so that we would experience his presence even now. So let's just close with me briefly in prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the Psalms. We praise you for the deep emotion that is felt there. And wherever we're at, whatever we're feeling, even here today, we just ask that you would meet us in that place and draw us closer to Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.